Welcome to Women Empower Active is an initiative started by UR Sportswear to empower women to find their own active adventure. Today we are speaking with Alicia Zapatala, and she is a mixed martial artist, um, overall amazing person, so excited to get to know her. Um, she is the Fighting for the Invicta, and recently she is the former Invicta champion of Adam Waite. Welcome, Alicia. Thank Hi. you for doing this. Thank you for having me on. Um, I'm so excited um, to be talking about women's empowerment. I yes. feel like my whole life has been about women's empowerment. <laughs> yes, well, you're definitely a good example of it. <laughs> Just what your coach was telling me recently. Um, so... This is kind of like the start of your story. Like the, if there was a movie about Alicia, like how would you start being active? Like how did that happen for you? And then how did you get into MMA fighting? Um, so my story is pretty unique. I grew up in the wrestling room. My brother started wrestling. Um, he's four years older than me. So he started wrestling when he was five. I was always in the practice room and I either had the choice to like sit down and be coloring and, you know, be quiet and kind of stay over there or I'd be able to go out and run with the boys and then eventually just start doing takedowns with the boys. And if someone needed a partner, I'd be pulled onto the mat and it just kind of happened so naturally. Like I learned how to walk and run and then how to take a wrestling shot. Uh, so really, I didn't realize that these were things that girls weren't supposed to be doing. I didn't realize that I was the only girl in the room, like, ever, until it was actually pointed out to me. Um, so I kind of, I just wrestled my entire life. I played other sports. I played softball. I played soccer. Um, I actually quit softball because my softball coach told me that I should quit wrestling and I should do a girl's sport and focus on something like softball. Uh, and that I didn't take that well. Maybe I did take it well because um, I quit and I started wrestling all year round and then soccer was my fun sport. Um, eventually I went to college for wrestling and uh, college just wasn't for me. I yeah. found martial arts and I absolutely fell in love and uh, kind of just led me to where I'm at today. Yeah, how, what school did you go to? Um, first I went to King University mm -hmm. in Bristol, Tennessee and then I ended up in Eastern Michigan, and that's how I ended up in Michigan. Yeah, cool. So where did you grow up originally? Conneaut, Ohio. Oh, okay. It is a very tiny town uh, in the corner of Ohio, right before you get to Pennsylvania. Most people probably have never heard of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've grown up, and I grew up in Marine City, which you probably might not know no. either. <laughs> so same, same thing, very small town. Mm -hmm. Um. So kind of getting into MMA, like you, so you're back at Eastern, you, mm -hmm. college wasn't for you. How mm -hmm. did, what was the next step? Like, how did you get into like MMA? That's such a different sport. So, um, Eastern Michigan had an MMA club team Okay. and I had always watched, uh, women fighting on TV or like just fighting on TV. And then once I saw the women fighting, I was like, oh my God, if these women had wrestling, they would do so much better and like so I always had this like thought in the back of my head that if I ever fought I knew that I could be great and the second that I stepped on the mat like I fell in love and I just saw my life going a different direction mm -hmm. oh that's I can chills <laughs> um <laughs> so like you did you find success right away um because you're 
in the atom weight, which I feel like, um, mm-hmm. is very like one Oh five. That's mm-hmm. really small. Um, how, like how did that happen? And like, I guess I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> all right. I guess, right, where do I be in? So, um, how did you start that question? Yeah, no, so, that's fine. Let me, let me circle back <laughs> I got to really that. Excited. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just, to me, it's so wild that, you know, you saw these women that were competing and you're like, well, mm-hmm. if they had wrestling, they would be mm-hmm. amazing. And I know that I can do this. Um, like, did you have success right away? Um, actually, yes and no. Okay. So my first fight, I fought a girl who was five and one, like, that you never see that you don't go into the cage and fight someone who's has already six fights um and I beat her pretty badly um it was at the time I was a little bit bigger so I hadn't gotten down to 105 yet when I was in high school I had competed at 106 um and to maintain that um I had developed some eating disorders once I came out of that I gained weight I didn't really know how to eat correctly so um it was a struggle getting back down to 105 um but <clears throat> so I was fighting girls who were bigger. And uh, so the first fight that I had, I beat her. The next fight, I lost. Next fight, I lost. Um, my my third fight ever, actually, I got knocked out in nine seconds. Most people don't know that. Uh, and then so um, I was at the point where either I was going to quit and um, or just put everything into it. And something in me just told me I couldn't give it up like that. Uh, so I started you know, researching about nutrition and learning how to, like, lose weight correctly. Um, and then once I once that got on track, um, once I actually made 105, like, the first time I saw the number 109 on the scale and I knew that I was healthy, I cried because uh, it was such a big moment for me. And then once I hit 105 uh, for weigh-ins, I won that fight, and it was very decisive, and it was just so decisive that we're like, all right, I need to go pro now. Um, so my amateur career was actually, I think, two, two, and one. It was not a good record. Um, but after that, I went on a terror. Uh, I think I won like five fights in a row uh, as, a, as a pro before I ever even lost. Uh, <laughs> and my second fight ever was actually a world title fight over in China. That's incredible. Oh, thank you. And when were you signed to Invicta? I was signed to Invicta um, maybe in, like, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was maybe, like, four, maybe four and oh at the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I just had to climb. So a lot of people – so if you don't know yeah. about fighting, um, so obviously everybody knows UFC. If you've ever heard of, M- of MMA, UFC is where you're supposed to be. Uh, they don't have my weight class in the UFC. The lowest weight class is 105. I mean, is 115. And since I'm so much, since I'm so small in stature, like if you guys haven't seen me, I am four <laughs> ten and a half. Like yeah. I am not a, I'm not tall or big by any means. Uh, so um, getting signed to Invicta was like huge because like I knew like this is my shot. Like this is my pinnacle. Um, and something I'd been working my entire life for, like, realistically, I had devoted all of my time to martial arts, whether it was wrestling or then MMA. Um, so that just really started the journey. And then 
the next thing beyond that would be going overseas to like um, Asia because Asia they have a lot of small women so the 105 division is actually like really big there um, and I have actually fought over there before so uh, that was very fulfilling. <laughs> That's so cool what was that experience like flying over there and then time difference and um, so we actually got them to fly me out there like a week early. Oh good. Um, and my story in Japan is so unique. Yeah. Um, so when I was going, my best friend, who's also my training partner, mm -hmm. she got an offer for the same car the same day. So we flew out to Japan <laughs> for a week and we had the best time. Mm -hmm. uh, but like the climb, like getting acclimated to the time difference was hard. We like prepared a couple of days like beforehand, like staying up all night and then sleeping during the day because it's like basically exactly the opposite of what it is here. Yeah. Um, that that was fine um the food over there is so healthy and the people are so respectful it was a phenomenal experience and then touching on like the martial arts aspect over here in america it's very much like you see the crowds like they're drunk and they're like oh fight you know like want to see people punching each other in the face in japan the crowd is quiet the entire time Wow. And nobody is loud unless if something uh, like amazing is going on. Um, and during my fight, like I got a couple of like really good like takedowns and stuff, and like the crowd was like clapping. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, this is like literally what dreams are made of. Yeah, um, it was probably one of the best experiences. Um, like over here, I guess we're just looked at as fighters. Mm -hmm. Over there, we have people waiting outside the hotel with like gifts for us and like you know like wanting us to like sign something uh it just kind of feels like i don't know like i'm doing something that's like a little bit more important <laughs> yeah it is, it is important yeah. that's, that's so cool that's such a cool experience <laughs> um i did want to go back to just because i think it's important though the weight uh cutting mm -hmm. aspect of <clears throat> training um i know that you said that you weren't doing it healthy in high mm -hmm. school for wrestling and then you kind of found a way to do that more healthily in um, mma what what's your secret or what was the healthy way because to me I, I have a history of disordered eating myself mm -hmm. and I just think I don't even weigh myself so the idea of yeah <laughs> yeah to weigh yourself all the time and um, focus on that is really tough if I didn't have to weigh myself that would be phenomenal like yeah. I would just go based off of what I look like yep. and life would be good <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's really about um making sure that you're eating the right things at the right time yeah. and knowing like what mixes well in your body and like um always keeping in mind like you see people like cutting out all their carbs and stuff but carbs are our energy we need that like there is a time and a place for that like we might not be having carbs every night before we go to bed because we don't need energy before we go to bed we're gonna mm -hmm. burn all of that or we're gonna store it um it's really just about um making sure that I am feeding my body and that I'm not overeating or over, um, <laughs> making, making sure that I'm not, um, overeating, you yeah. know, uh, but also it shouldn't be like three tiny meals a day. I'll eat like five small meals a day. This way I am getting everything I, I need and, um, you know, I'm keeping my energy, but, uh, yeah, getting over, like, the eating disorder aspect of it was, like, really hard, especially, like, always growing up and being in the mindset that uh, we need less. Mm -hmm. Our body actually thrives so much more when you're giving it more and when you're giving it the correct things. Um, people think that it's so hard to eat, like, 
like they hear oh like you you don't eat gluten Mm -hmm. like that's crazy like it's actually really easy to stay away from gluten Mm -hmm. and it's really easy to stay away from dairy and these are things that my body just doesn't operate well with um and I challenge anybody out there take gluten out of your diet Mm -hmm. for two weeks yep and tell me that you don't feel different Mm -hmm. because you it makes such a big difference yeah um and then also like there is a time and place for sweets. Um, the best time for sweets, you just hit a workout, eat your sweets, it's going to go right into your muscles. That is the perfect time for it. Um, any other time of the day, you know, special occasions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, I think uh, keeping in mind, you know, people are like, oh, food is fuel. But, like, really to me, like, that's actually kind of huge because if my body isn't operating optimally then I'm not going to be performing or giving the best um the best version of myself to the world around me like even when I'm not practicing or something I'll be groggy in the world you know yeah exactly I am also uh advocate of not having gluten so okay. you're speaking my language <laughs> okay <laughs> um I definitely feel a difference uh mm-hmm. it's hard to describe to people um mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, too, are you, like, maintaining, like, a consistent period and all of that at this time? Um, now, because I'm on birth control. Yeah. But uh, growing up, I did not have a normal period at all. Like, mm-hmm. I would go three months without a period, and it is what it is. My body just doesn't – my body doesn't regulate because mm-hmm. I'm so active. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then um, another thing that <laughs> we were going to discuss is, like – Every, you know, throughout our cycle, there's certain times when you retain water. How do you handle that when you're, like, going to take a fight? Do you choose not to take fights if you think it's going to fall on your period? Um, no, mainly because uh, it's very unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Even though I am on birth control, like, I've had, like, I'll start my weight cut in, like, the week of my weight cut. I start my period when I'm not supposed to be on my period. Yeah. Um, but I think it's simply just, like, the stress and everything just kind of kickstarts it. Mm-hmm. Um iron i don't remember exactly when what it is but it's a um, i drink it it's oh like a, liquid iron yes, yes. Liquid. Yeah. so that actually helps uh a lot yes mm-hmm. um that's very important we've i've actually had that too for running mm-hmm. uh, women athletes in general generally mm-hmm. have like a very low ferritin levels yeah yeah and they don't have actual for athletes uh scale so you have to be very Mm -hmm. clear with your doctor when you're going in to say like test this yeah if it's like 30s it needs to be higher so Mm -hmm. yeah um that's tough yeah luckily my nutritionist uh she's also a woman yeah and (laughs) she she knows how to help with all of this this stuff you know yeah (laughs) no that's that's really great um do you have any like um like mentally going into your I guess your fights I just I'm thinking about my races and I'm like I'm already nervous because like I have to run and there's gonna be pain and I might get lost like those are Mm -hmm. the things I'm worried about but you're going into a cage with another person who wants to hurt you Mm -hmm. and it's gonna be physically hard yeah to to fight like how do you how do you go into fights like what is your like do you have mantras or like what is what gets you through that um So I actually started fighting because I was a very angry person, and I feel like you find that a lot. Um, And that got me through my first fight really well. (laughs) After that, I had to find a new way. Um, Meditation 
and breathing practices. Uh, and, and then I have certain music that I go to that is just like calms me down. Okay. Um, because the nerves are incredible. Like I'll be warming up for a fight and like my whole body is heavy and like I feel like I can't like physically do what I'm supposed to be doing or like mentally like I'm like why am I here like it does not make any sense to get in this cage and fight this person who wants to hurt me but then there's always that like you know like I've been training for this this is the stuff that I love um martial arts it's it's what makes me feel the most alive like um I watched um a speech from Will Smith one time mm-hmm. and he said that on the other side of fear is bliss and that is so true um so anytime that I find anything instill some sort of fear in me I make a point to do it but I had to get a nice calm mindset first yeah no, that makes total sense <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are good pointers uh, we were talking earlier and you had said that you think jujitsu would be really great for women other mm-hmm. than like the self-defense aspect is there mm-hmm. any other thing that you were thinking about um so jujitsu is the best martial art for women like I grew up wrestling but I will advocate for jujitsu all day long um jujitsu instills a sense of confidence in women that is unlike no other because um, me like I I'm a brown belt and I compete at high level tournaments but there is always this like you know, like men are bigger, they're, they're stronger, like you never know what's going to happen. But the second that I get like a a day one person coming into the gym Mm -hmm. and like, I know that they don't really know what they're doing. So like I'll roll with them and then I get to see like, oh, like this is actually like, I know a lot of useful stuff. I can take care of myself. Like, um, if I ever had to, uh, and then it's also a sense of community because, uh, jujitsu is growing like, and women's jujitsu is growing a lot. So, the more that you find, like, that you go to class, you're going to find these women that are also doing the same thing as you. And uh, even though they might not be walking the same path, like, obviously this person was brought to the gym and they are, you know, overcoming some sort of fear by even stepping in there and uh, d- without even having to take it to the next level of competing. Like, you're finding another strong-willed person that, uh, you know, really is going to be a good community for you at some point. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Do you do you um, do you tr- teach that jujitsu right now? Because you seem like such an advocate for it. <laughs> um, so I actually teach wrestling okay. at a jujitsu gym. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, I used to teach some jujitsu, but within the past year, um, I've really been di- diving deep into gi jujitsu, mm-hmm. and I really just want to learn that. Because um, I used to be only no gi. Yeah. Um, gi is very traditional, and I've yeah. been loving the traditional art aspect of it. Uh, that I know what a gi is, but mm-hmm. is there anything else like you just wear that garment? Or? Um, so you wear that, and there's a lot of different ways that you can choke somebody with the gi. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, which uh, it is actually comparable. Like out, like people wear clothes. You mm-hmm. know, somebody's wearing a jacket, you can choke them with a the jacket. Like, uh, yeah. So it is uh, comparable, or like it does. It's practical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like real life yeah. application yeah. for <laughs> that type of fighting. Yes, and then it's also just. I feel like it's more of an art form no gi is a little less of an art form I feel like it's more uh it's a little more intense (laughs) wow that's yeah that's very impressive so you're you're getting into that um Mm -hmm. is there any other goals that you have for yourself this year that you're looking forward to um 
so a lot of them are just within the jiu-jitsu realm. Um, I want to get a fight lined up. Uh, this month actually marks uh, the um, I took a year off, so this is actually a year, mm-hmm. and now I want to start looking at options for fighting, because um, I definitely want to get back in the cage. Um, other than that, I am also a tattoo apprentice, so cool. I really want to dive deep into that, and um, right now I'm supporting myself with, with tattooing, but I would like to make a very good income with tattooing, and uh, I've always been an artist, mm-hmm. so I think that that's very practical. What kind of, like, inspires your art? Um, When I'm painting, it's usually just how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very internal stuff. I mean, sometimes if I'm traveling, like, I'll draw inspiration from stuff around me. Like, like when I went to Salem, I painted so many witches afterwards. (laughs) 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 But but, uh, it's usually just however I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Thank you. Um, I, I want to see maybe afterwards you can show me something. Definitely, like yeah. Um, I actually used to have a, a studio where I sold my art. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a coffee shop, and they let me put my stuff up there. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple artists, but yeah. That's very that's, cool. that's very cool. Thank you. <laughs> um, oh, one question that kind of switching gears, going back to um, talking about Adam weight. I feel like you're a, you're a very petite uh-huh. and small woman. Yes. Do you feel sometimes that you're not taken seriously because of that reason? Oh, so often. Yeah. So often. Um, I feel like there's not really a place in the world for women of my stature, but I'm making a place for mm-hmm. <laughs> for women of yeah. my stature. Uh, yeah, I think that a lot of the time I'm not really taking that seriously because, um, I mean, yeah, I'm at one time was the best in the world, but I'm the best in the world at the smallest in the world. So, um, I guess, uh, and also because I am a woman, uh, it is kind of like looked at as like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Yep. Um, especially since, uh, I fight for Invicta Mm -hmm. and, uh, people who don't really know the realm or don't know the sport be like, Oh, but you didn't win a UFC title. Like, I can't. If yeah. I, if I could, I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if it's available to me. Right. I yes. That. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And then you did try to go up to 115, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so I did try to go to 115. Um, a couple of years ago, I was fighting like I would fight 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 it was like fight camp after fight camp after fight camp and I was lifting a lot and I started gaining weight and like but like I was like solid mm-hmm. um so I thought that it was just it would just be better if I just went up in weight mm-hmm. um where I naturally walked and I did I did really well um I didn't win my fight but I did very well my first fight at 115 was a title fight and uh it was one and one, and then the doctor stopped it between rounds. So, I mean, like, one and one. She won one round. I won one okay, round. yeah. Um, so, like, I didn't do bad. And it also, it left me feeling, like, really weird. So, the way that I got her, like, her glove skimmed my eyelid. Oh. She didn't hit me. I, um, I slipped her punch just mm-hmm. enough for her glove to skim my eyelid and then cut it up and over and then... Uh, I had a lot of stitches in my eye and I felt like the outcome of the fight like left me feeling like really weird. Yeah. Um, so I took some time off 
And now my body like lost weight and I'm like walking at 118. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to go 105 again. I'm going to give it one more run. Like, uh, I know I am young, but I've been doing martial arts for 23 years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That feels weird to say. Yeah. (laughs) You're much younger than I am and still, I'm still going. But yeah, I think that you, I mean, getting into a ring is much different than just running up a hill. So like, yeah. You have to be ready and, mm-hmm. you know, focused and mm-hmm. there's a lot at stake when you're getting in that cage. Yeah, definitely. It's not the same thing. So. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's um, a time, there's like a window yep. where you can fight in. Um, and I feel like my window, I see where, like, I have some goals left. I know exactly what I want to yeah. do. I haven't voiced them yet, mm-hmm. but, like, I know what I'm going to do. Um, but then beyond that, like, jujitsu. Yeah, <laughs> you you can do jujitsu forever. Like they yeah. have um, worlds for jujitsu, but then they also have master worlds. Mm-hmm. So then you can once you're thirty, like you can do like thirty. I don't know the age ranges, yeah. but there's like masters one, master two. Like so, it goes by age ranges. So yeah. like you will be competing against people your age, right? For like ever, forever. Yeah, <laughs> that's so nice. <laughs> and like with jujitsu, like you get to decide like if you're gonna tap or not. You know, like you can decide when it stops at any point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my stomach just crawled. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I wanted to ask you one more question. Um, well, two more questions, but I think that um, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but I, I just, I follow you on Instagram mm-hmm. and I feel like there's two kind of looks of fighters. There's mm-hmm. like, very femme mm-hmm. fighters and then there's more like uh i guess ma- quote-unquote masculine obviously yeah. those can be defined yeah different ways for different people um and so like do you feel ever that you have to like fit into a certain box to be a fighter and be public and out like that um <clears throat> no um but i'm also very much just myself okay always um I feel like I do have very masculine traits just simply by what I do. Mm-hmm. But um, I was the girl growing up asking my mom if I could wear a skirt on the soccer field. <laughs> and uh, I think that that is very well. Like, if you if you look at what I wear when I'm fighting, like, I'm fighting in a skirt with a butterfly on it. Like, um, I'm very feminine, but I don't feel like I have to fit into any boxes. Um I don't know. I also feel like as a woman, though, I like to embrace my femininity. Good. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm glad you don't feel that way. Like, yeah. that would be very hard. <laughs> very, very hard. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people will put on a front uh, for what they want the world to see them as, mm-hmm. uh, especially with fighting. Like, you, a lot of people want some sort of persona, but I just want people to see me for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, we always end our podcast with words of empowerment. Okay. Um, so if you're talking to your sister or to a younger you, maybe, Mm -hmm. what words would you give them to feel empowered to try something new or just to show up up every day and be consistent? I would tell them to, no matter what, follow their heart. Don't let anybody tell them no. Nobody can decide their path but them. If they want to do something, pursue it. Pursue it in its fullest. Don't half-ass anything. Give it everything.
I love that so much. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. Um, do you have anything that you would like to to plug? Um, so I feel like the only person I'm gonna plug right now is a uh, wholesome CBD. Okay. They are um, one of my biggest sponsors. Cool. They are right down. They're local in Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're all of their stuff is very organic it's mm-hmm. made in-house uh I actually last week messed up my elbow a little bit yeah. I went out into the car I put some CBD on it and it felt good um which like I never actually tried a CBD product that actually mm-hmm. worked like they said that it would before so definitely check them out <laughs> um awesome yeah great um and then your Instagram handle if anybody wants to follow you and you know your journey Okay, so my Instagram and my Twitter is at Alicia's app. Uh, yeah. Cool. Is there, you have anything else that you want to um, Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wanted to say um, at all? I don't think so, because I think that when you ask me stuff, I think I also just kind of like ventured off a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> no, you're you, you great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a quick, a quick check uh, okay. on, my, on my end to make sure and... Um, I can edit this if if James doesn't feel like doing it. Um, <laughs> no, I think you answered everything that I had. Um, it's been Beautiful. it's been great getting to know you, and I hope to know you yeah. more. I'm excited to follow you and see your journey. Yeah, thank um, you. Yeah, you're very inspiring. Um, and now I want to try jujitsu, even though I feel like I'd be terrible <laughs> at it. Um. I'm not very flexible, and I have a hard time following <laughs> directions with my body other than going straight. <laughs> my lateral movement is a little questionable. Give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> you, might, you might just impress yourself. <laughs> uh, well, you can follow me personally at Jacqueline Gross. That's J-A-C-A-L-Y-N-G-R-O-S-S. I mostly take pictures while getting bit by all the mosquitoes in the Upper Peninsula. <laughs> Um, you can follow UR Sportswear, that's the letter U, the letter R, Sportswear on all social platforms, and you can check out any of our products at URSportswear.com. If you are listening to this and you want to watch the video version, you can go to UR Sportswear's YouTube channel, that's UR Space Sportswear. And this podcast was edited by James Gray and myself and produced by Jeremy Canaria. Thank you so much for listening. Um, And thank you for listening to this episode uh, with Alicia. And I think, I just think it's going to inspire so many more people to try jujitsu. So thank you so much. Of course. Thank you.